Welcome to Women of the Military podcast. This week is the second rebroadcasted episode and an extension to the Girl's Guide to the Military series. And the reason that I chose seven things I wish I would have known when joining the military is because this episode is way back from the first season. And it was the first episode that I did as a solo episode. And the response was astounding. The number of people who downloaded, the number of people who shared it, who commented, who reached out really surprised me because I was really afraid to do a solo episode and not an interview. And it also showed me how important it was to talk about my experience in the military and the things that I wish I would have known. And this episode really helped me in creating my book, creating the proposal, and helping to push myself to write a book that is a guide for girls considering the military. So I'm really excited to share this episode again and just to see how much life has changed since when it was first released in 2019. And now the companion that goes with it, A Girl's Guide to Military Service, is now out and available for people to read. So I'm really excited to re-release this episode. And next week, we'll be back with regular podcast interviews. I'm really excited to get back into sharing the stories of women who have served in the military. And I really hope you've enjoyed this series. And thank you, everyone, for all your support. I've been debating for a while to do a single person, just me, podcast. And I got advice from a friend that I should try it out. So I'm starting this one with seven things. I wish I knew before I decided to join the military. I feel like I learned a lot when I joined the military, and I thought that because I went to four years of Reserve Officer Training Corps, or ROTC training, before I actually became a second lieutenant in the Air Force, that I was ready to be in the Air Force and that I learned everything I needed to learn. But what I really found out was the learning had just begun. I still had a lot to learn, and my life was going to change even more than it already had in the first four years. So you might know that I started looking into the military, and I didn't know anything about the military. My family doesn't have a military history. I am the first officer in my family, and... Outside, my uncle who served in Vietnam and my grandfather who served during World War II. We don't really have any military ties that I know of. When I started looking into the military, I didn't know anything. I actually got advice to meet with a colonel who, when I went to the office to meet with him, called him by his first name and was quickly corrected that, no, it's Colonel so-and-so. And I felt really awkward because I didn't know anything about the military and I wasn't in the military and I was wondering why this person was correcting me from calling someone by their first name to saying, you know, it's Colonel so-and-so. But now that I have served in the military, I can understand a little bit more about why they treated me the way they did and how, not that I offended them, but that I had made kind of a mistake in what I had done. So... I really didn't know anything about the military when I decided to join. And when I first did ROTC, I thought if I 
to learn the ranks, the branches, how to march, who to salute when I was in uniform, and all the other military type things, then I would be a good officer. And even though those things are an important part of being in the military, they're just kind of surface level things. They're things that you have to know to be a good airman, soldier, marine, seaman, coastie, whatever branch you're serving in. But they're kind of just the beginning pieces and they kind of become who you are and you know these things just as like, you know, your address growing up. They're just part of who you are. And it's not really what makes you into the leader that you're going to be in the service or even the career field that you do. Those things are just things that everyone knows and not, not the way that your job or your position crafts you into who you're going to be and what you're going to do. So let's start with these are the seven things I wish I would have known before I decided to join the military. The first thing is that the training environment isn't like real life. I thought because I had done four years of ROTC and I had done four-week boot camp in the middle of that and I had gotten to do some other hands-on training with the Air Force that when I went active duty, life would pretty much be the same. I would still be in a training type environment. I don't really know how to explain it, but I thought that I knew what was coming and I think I should have known more because my husband was already in the Air Force, but I guess I just didn't really understand how much would change from when I was a cadet in the ROTC program to when I was a second lieutenant. And I also learned that I felt like the yelling and the super crazy amount of exercising that you did at boot camp was kind of an overkill, but it actually is a really effective way to change you into who the military wants you to be. It's not something that is put in there just so that people can yell at you. It's a part of the training environment, and it changes you from being an individual to being part of a team and being part of the military. You either learn how to lead if you're going to be an officer, or you learn how to follow if you're going to be an enlisted member. And it just puts you into the right mindset to be able to do these things. But it doesn't really transfer over to your job. I never got yelled at when I was doing my job as a civil engineer. I got to do a lot of things that I never expected. One of the things I did when I first got to the base was help with the air, the air show that was coming up. And the lieutenant above me had just been promoted to be the group leader. And so I was brand new second lieutenant and I was in charge of doing all the CE coordination for the air show, which civil engineers have a lot of stuff that they do for the airfield and for maintaining the base. And so that was a lot of work. And I had a master sergeant with me who helped me learn what I needed to do. And I kind of got thrown into being in charge of something that I didn't really know what I was doing, and I didn't really expect that to happen within my first year of being in the Air Force. But that's what you're trained to do. So you just take what you have been given, you rely on the people who are below you who are supposed to help you and train you, and you just make it work. Another good example of how the training environment's not like real life 
is that when I went to Afghanistan, I went to Camp Atterbury in Indiana for four months. And one of the things that we did was a thing called rollover training. And rollover training is where they hook up a Humvee or an MRAP, which is a mine-resistant ambush protect vehicle. And they hook it up to a rig and then they put you put your seatbelt on, you're wearing your gear, your helmet and your it's like IBTV or IBA, which I don't know what that is, but it's your body armor. <laughs> I didn't look up that acronym. But it's your body armor that you wear and it weighs like twenty to thirty pounds. And then they put you with your seatbelt and your gear on and they flip you over and over. Like three or four times. And then they told us it would randomly end up in a different position and then we'd have to get out. My whole crew, when we randomly got flipped up and down, we always ended upside down. And so I was watching it happen as I was waiting for my turn, totally freaking out about this because I don't know why, but I just really didn't want to do this training. But everybody had to do it, and so I got in the vehicle. We flipped around a few times, and then we ended up upside down, as expected. And I kind of panicked. I started thinking about all the blood running to my head, and that I would pass out, and then that I would die. And I kind of just went a little bit crazy. And there was a staff sergeant in the front seat, and he was like, I can't get to you. Because I had to push myself up with my with one of my hands, and then unbuckle myself with the other, because I was... I was hanging upside down and the weight of my body pushing against the seatbelt wouldn't allow me to get out of the seatbelt without pushing myself up to get there be a little bit less resistance. And the first few times I tried it, it didn't work and so then I started to freak out. And he, the staff sergeant in the front seat, said, I can't get to where you are, you have to do this on your own. And I don't know what's flipped a switch or how I stopped freaking out. I guess it, it pushed me back to my training that I'd gone through before, but he made me realize I could do this. I had to do it, and so I did, and so I pushed myself up. I was able to unbuckle the seatbelt. I kind of collapsed into a ball and re-centered myself and was able to get out of upright and do what I needed to do to get out of the vehicle and get everybody out of the vehicle like we were supposed to. And I didn't really think much about this. I was just happy that I survived the training and that I didn't have to do it again. But I did have to do it again. When we got to Afghanistan, before we could go to our FOBs, which is forward operating base, so we were at the main base in Bagram, and before we could go out to all our individual bases and FOBs to do our mission for the nine months that we were there, we had to do improvised explosive device training, which we had also already done in Indiana. And then we had to do a rollover training. This time it was in a MRAP, and which an MRAP is a lot bigger than a Humvee. So it was actually really fun to do it in the MRAP. I wasn't afraid when we were rolling around. Everyone in the vehicle was kind of like, woo, like it's a roller coaster. And we just had a different vibe and atmosphere because we had done it before and we were ready and we ended up being kind of 
like on our side instead of totally upside down. And when the vehicle stopped, I knew exactly like how to brace myself so that I could get out of the vehicle, how I could support myself with my one hand and my legs, and then unlock the seatbelt, and then I was able to get out. And it was super, super easy, and it just surprised me that one little thing like that would prepare me so much to face whatever I was going to come. And it kind of helped me get through my deployment because I knew that that training right there showed me that I was more prepared than I ever thought I was because it was so much easier. Luckily, I never had to use rollover training because in a real vehicle, it's not as smooth of a circle around and around, and there's a lot more free stuff flying around that could hit you. So even though a real life incident would be different, having that training and knowing how to get out of that situation would make an impact how likely you were to survive an incident like that. That was one of the things that I learned early on in my Air Force career, is that the training, even though it may not be exactly like real life, it is important and it will help you in the long run. The second thing that I wish I would have known before I joined the military is that you can do this. One thing that would have helped me in the start of my career in the military was the confidence that I could do it. Fear can often paralyze us from taking that leap of faith, but the military often doesn't give you a choice to let fear stop you from doing anything. You have to jump in and do it, but there were certain situations during my training where I didn't volunteer or didn't step up because of the fear that I might make a mistake or that I might do it wrong. And... I wish that I had taken the courage to take that step forward and not be so afraid. Going to Afghanistan with the army and an infantry unit taught me so much about how I can do so much more than I ever expected, and I didn't have a choice. The military told me that's what I was going to do, so I did it, and I did really well, and I did better than I expected, and I did things that I never expected to do. Speaking of Afghanistan, the first time that I rolled off the base to do my first mission outside the wire, which is off base with the people of Afghanistan, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know what war meant, and I didn't really know what was going to happen. I, for some reason, thought we might get ambushed, and I was really worried about what would happen if we got in a firefight, but we were actually really lucky. We, The first place we went was to inspect a retaining wall that the Afghans were super happy about, and they were very happy that we had helped them build this retaining wall to help protect the village from when the flood seasons came. So they were more than happy for us to be there. We actually parked outside of the village and then walked across the bridge and went down to where the retaining wall was. But then when we left, the Afghans had told us, you can come and park in the village. You don't have to walk across. And we were trying to be respectful of their village and not just come barging in. But they were so happy that they made it really easy for us to get out of the village. And we just walked across a dry creek bed and over a little stream and then into the main market square and then hopped in our trucks and left 
And that was my first experience of being off base. And it was not scary. It was actually really interesting. And we got to see a lot of things, see a lot of beautiful things. The hardest part of that day was getting used to wearing my gear again. We ended our training about two weeks before we actually left to go to Afghanistan. And then it took us like a week or two to get from Indiana and then all the way to Bagram, which is in Afghanistan. And so there was a good chunk of time where we weren't really training and I had to get readjusted to wearing all my gear again. And so that was the hardest part of that mission. If you choose to join the military, know that you will go through tough situations, but also know that you can do it. The military will give you the tools that you need through the different trainings that you have to go through and the different additional trainings. Like I went to four months of training before I deployed to Afghanistan. And so that was an additional training that helped me get through my time overseas. So don't doubt yourself when you're at training. Be confident. And if you fell at the training environment, that's okay. That's where you're supposed to fail and you're supposed to learn. I wish that I had been more willing to step outside my comfort zone at both at boot camp and at my training in Indiana because I would have learned more and I would have had more opportunities to learn and grow if I had just been a little bit more brave to step outside my comfort zone. You can do it. You don't need to be afraid. And you shouldn't let the fear stop you from doing it. One of the obstacles we did at boot camp, we had to climb up a backwards facing ladder. And I did fine going up to the top. And I wasn't even worried about doing this particular obstacle. But when I got to the top, you had to like flip over and then slide forward on your stomach. And I got stuck. I was, I was really afraid to make that flip. I don't really know why. Probably because I had never done anything like that before. But I just kind of got stuck and paralyzed and luckily I was one of the last people to go. And I had the option of kicking my leg over and coming down pretty much the same way I came back up. But it wasn't the way that you were supposed to do the obstacle. But there were a few guys who climbed up to the top and encouraged me and at least I wasn't the only one stuck up there. And the other um, ladies that were up there with me and they cheered us on and they coached us through how we, how we could get over the obstacle. And when I finally got to the ground, I was so excited that I had accomplished it. And I could have easily just kicked my leg over and gone down the easier way, but I was glad that I had people there to push me to do something that I didn't think I could do. And that's one of the things that you'll learn when you go through military training is that things that you think you can, can't do, you can do. And that's just one of the cool things about joining the military and being part of the service. So the third thing that I want people to know about, or I wish I had known before I joined the military, is that it will be hard, but it is worth it. I think I kind of knew this deep down, but just to say it out loud and reiterate it, the military is going to ask a lot from you. I have yet to meet anyone who has served in the military and said they didn't change in the process of going through boot camp and training and deployments and whatever their situation is. 
it changes you as a person. Even just the being far away from your family, I think, can have a big impact on you. Just it's a different environment to be away from your family and having to do things on your own that you might not have had to do before. I always expected that I would deploy because when I went to field training, which is kind of like boot camp for officers, they told us over and over and over and over again that we would be deploying within the first year of being on active duty. The first year of active duty is really realistic, but I did deploy within the first three years of being on active duty, and I knew people who had deployed earlier than me. When I got on active duty, I found out that Air Force civil engineers often deploy with the Army, which I wasn't really that excited about because I had done some training with the Army and I wasn't really that excited about being part of the Army, so that's why I was happy to be in the Air Force. So when I got on active duty and I knew my deployment could be with the Army, I remember telling people that I'll deploy but hopefully it will be with the Air Force. But it wasn't. I ended up deploying with the Army, and even more than I expected, I didn't expect, even if I was with the Army, that I would be going off the base. Because a lot of the engineers I had talked to had done stuff in relation with the Corps of Engineers or maintaining the base overseas and not actually going out on convoys. So... That wasn't something I expected, and I would be lying if I said my deployment to Afghanistan was easy. It's one of the hardest things that I've done in my life and definitely in my military career. It was super challenging, and I wouldn't ever want to do it again, but it was worth the hard things that I went through. I've made some lifelong friends. It's changed me as a person and made me stronger. And I can't say that I regret the fact that I joined the Air Force, even though I deployed with the Army, and just the whole way my military career went. It wasn't what I expected. It was definitely harder than I expected, but it was definitely worth it. And I'm very grateful that I had the opportunity to serve and even go on a deployment that was not really a typical type of deployment. The fourth thing that I want you to know about the military is that your friends will become your family. I didn't realize how important the person sitting next to me would be. From the moment I walked into the Reserve Officer Training Corps detachment at my college, I knew there was something that was different about the place that I was in. I didn't really know what it was, but I felt this weird sense of belonging that I can't explain. And it was a place that I met my husband and made friends that I'm still friends with today. And just, it changed my life. And that was just the beginning. When I went on active duty, I moved from California in my hometown, which I had never lived outside of, and moved to New Mexico. And there... There was a group of second lieutenants, and we would spend almost every weekend going to different people's houses, doing movies nights, going. There wasn't a lot to do in the town, so mainly we just went to each other's houses. But we had so much fun together, hanging out, getting to know each other, and 
I think it was kind of, well, some of those people were in college and they were away from their families, but still you weren't in college anymore. So you were out on your own and it was just a great place to support each other and grow up together. And then I mentioned earlier that I made lifelong friends through my deployment and three of the people, I was going to say four, but four is me, three of the people that I ended up deploying with, I'm really close with and we've done meetups to see each other in different parts around the country. We, We used to all not live in the same state. Now two of us live in the same state, but we're not that close to each other, but we text, we support each other and just the friendships that I have from that part of the deployment is one of the main reasons that I look back on my deployment as a good thing because those friendships have meant so much to me the past well it's been a long time I got home in 2010 so nine years so my advice to anyone who's joining the military is take time to invest in the people that are around you The people that you meet and the people that you get to interact with, they will become like your family if you invest in a friendship that way. Not everybody is a safe person to get super close with, so just be cautious or not naive. So, but most people, I would say, in the military are good people to be friends with and to connect with. The... Fifth thing I wished I would have known before I joined the military is that your weakness may actually be your strength. I am shy and I'm quiet and I'm introverted, which is kind of funny because I have a podcast and I talk to people a lot, but those are things that are very true about me and they were even more true when I joined the Air Force. And a lot of times introverts and quiet people are seen as like a negative part of your character when you're in the military because people are loud, people make a lot of decisions, they're just a loud person and a charismatic person is a helpful trait to be in the military. But introverts are a very important part of the military because we look at the world very differently than extroverts. I know I've learned a lot about my personality and I like to process things and sit back and watch and that wasn't very helpful for boot camp but when I was in my job I could listen, observe, and provide really deep and meaningful feedback that some people may not be able to see because they just were charging forward with the mission. So I kind of had to overcome some of my sitting back and watching to get through the boot camp part, but it ended up being that being an introvert, sitting back and being quiet was an asset later on in my career. So don't think just because you're different or you don't excel in one area or another that it means that you don't have value to provide to the military. The military really needs all type of people and all types of personalities. One of the cool things about being in the military is that people are so different. They come from so many different types of backgrounds and cultures and race and ethnicity. So we can learn from each other and it can change how we view the world and how we can fix problems that come up in front of us because that's just one of the great things about the military. So 
Your weakness might actually be a strength. At boot camp, it might feel like it's a weakness and that you weren't meant to be in the military, but it's actually some people do really well at boot camp and some people just get by. So as long as you can get through it and be mentally tough and strong enough to get through all the challenges that you face, then that's okay. Just keep going and your strengths will show through. The sixth thing that I wanted to mention for something that I wish I would have known before joining the military is deployment is hard but good. I remember when I first went on active duty, I met some people who had come home from a deployment and they were so excited about their deployment experience and I was really confused because being away from family, being in a war zone, it sounded like, why are these people all excited about their experience of deploying? But the truth is, when you're deployed, the mission of serving your country is in the forefront of your mind. And sometimes, if you're lucky, you can make a real impact on the people that you're working with or working for. And so deploying can be a really positive experience. Also, memory is great because with time, you forget the harder parts of being deployed and you remember the good parts. A lot of the stuff that happened during my deployment that was really hard and difficult to get through, I don't have as strong of memories as the good things that happened while we were deployed like the movie nights and the barbecues and the other fun things. And I don't have as many memories or maybe they're just a little bit fuzzy memories about some of the difficult people that I had to work with and some of the difficult situations that I had to go through. I definitely don't remember the time that I got shot at combat. I mainly know most of the pieces of that experience because I wrote about it when it happened. And so... I kind of, I don't know, I maybe I blocked that part of my experience out, but I don't really think about that or remember the emotions or the feelings. I was really afraid to deploy because I was worried that I would die. That's one of the things that is possible or be injured or just have my life forever changed. And I think that is normal from people that I've talked to that I'm not the only one. It's normal to be afraid. It's normal to worry about not coming home. It's normal to worry about the people around you who may or may not come home. But you can have a great experience from deploying. You can learn a lot about yourself. You can learn a lot about the people that you work with. You can learn a lot about the country that you are deployed to. And it's not as bad as you think sometimes. Sometimes it can be really bad, but I don't know how to say it. I mean, some deployments, to be honest, some deployments are pretty much all bad and they can stay with you long after you're home. And so deployments, I think there's always a silver lining of something that you can grow from and you can learn from, but that doesn't mean that coming home from a deployment, you won't have any struggles or you won't have to get counseling or do some sort of recovery program. PTSD is a real thing. I don't go into panic rooms. 
I really wanted to do the Void experience that was Star Wars-y at Disneyland before we moved, but I was really kind of stressed out about moving, and I could already tell from the cues I learned in counseling about how my body felt that it wasn't a good situation for me to be in because I didn't know exactly how I would react. So it's not that everything from a deployment is good, but I do look back and say that I grew a lot, I learned a lot, I changed into a stronger person, and overall, I'm glad that I was given the opportunity to deploy and serve my country and just make a difference. But that doesn't mean that it won't stay with you. And the last thing that I wanted to talk about for things I wish I would have known when I joined the military was how much you change when you join the military. I talked a little bit about it earlier about how when you serve in the military, no one that I've talked to says I'm exactly the same. The training that you go through is intense and there's not really any other word to say what the training of either boot camp or officer training, whatever sort of military training that gets you into the military is, it's intense. There'll be yelling, there'll be lots of physical training, which is working out, doing push-ups, sit-ups, running, marching, all kinds of stuff. But that process helps you to grow and change into a new person, and you just aren't quite the same. You see the world a little bit differently, especially if you deploy overseas, because you will go to a place in the world that most people haven't had the opportunity to see. I went to Afghanistan, and I saw people living in mud huts and growing crops that they ate, and just children who barely had clothes on, and it was a, it is a third world country, and it's so different than America, and it changed how I view the world. It changed how I spend my money. One organization that I really love to give money to is Kiva, because they do micro-loans, and so my husband and I have decided to give them money, and then we give people all over the world money, and it's a loan, so they pay us back. And then once we get money back from the people we've given a loan, we make another loan. So we don't, we often don't give more money, we just reinvest the money that we already had. But I don't think I would have been so interested in supporting a program like this had I not been somewhere outside the United States and to see the real poverty and the way that the rest of the world lives and how much I can do with these microloans to change and impact their lives. The military is going to teach you about different people. I think one of the cool things about the military is that when you join, you're not that you can't see race because you can see that everybody is different, but you have a mission and you have a goal and you have to do whatever that is. So it kind of, you don't care about what the person's political or religious beliefs are. You just know that person is the person we call them wingmen in the Air Force. 
that you can rely on to do whatever work needs to be done to meet the mission. And it kind of is a different way to operate than the way a lot of the world looks at things and just treats people. I know that when I find out someone is a veteran, I can have a conversation with them for a long time and we can just talk forever. Male, female, it doesn't matter. It doesn't even matter if we're in the same branch. Just we have that connection of the military and it's something that's really cool because we can disagree on a lot of different things, but that doesn't change the fact that we are the same in a lot of ways and we just view the world a little bit different and we have this community of those who have served that connects us together and it's a pretty cool thing. This is all I have for this episode. I just wanted to give people a little look into things of like how I have learned from being in the military and what I wish someone had told me before I joined. I might have rambled a little too much, but hopefully you enjoyed this solo podcast. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode. I really hope that it helped you in your journey to the military. And if you want to learn more about joining the military, please check out my new book, A Girl's Guide to Military Service. And I'll have a link so you can pre-order in the show notes. And I also want to give another shout out to our sponsors for the series, Women Veteran Alliance, Jay Volbrecht Consulting, Garrett Sorensen with Markham Wealth, Photography by Trish Algrea-Smith, Serve Like Her, and Nomadies Collections. You can learn more about our sponsors at the Girl's Guide to the Military landing page, which I have linked to in the show notes where you can also find every episode from the series. Thanks so much for listening, and I hope you'll come back next week.